you Yeah, yo There whenever it matters and even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you, here by that I'm behind you But always got you, end the discussion, nothing means more First one to offer his shoulders for what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret Know that you covered, not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a part take Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you, fully loaded Prepare you for all of the above that I'm never letting get near you. But still, I know, give you every advantage I found. Couldn't find a better fit for them along with my crown. And since the baton was passed, hopping down, cause feeling's not an option and dad is not a noun, not at all. The story contained in the following auditory experience is free of sex, drug references, drug dealers, guns, gangs, pimps, prostitutes, and twerking. Although the title of this tale contains a hip-hop reference and the story largely taking place in an urban setting, this is not to be classified as urban street literature. We prefer that it be more aptly classified as hip-hop fantasy. My word is born 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 The Chronicles of a Hip-Hop Legend, Paths of Grand Wizardry. Written, produced, arranged, and narrated by D.D. Turner for the Turner Scribe Publishing Group. Original music composed and produced by The Passion Hi-Fi for Evil Twin Records, UK. Kwame Harris for Successful Tones Publishing. Kyle Owens for Impact Records, Fresh Air Management. I now give you the Chronicles of a Hip-Hop Legend, Paths of Grand Wizardry. Chapter 14. The arrival of the evening hours at HHD's massive dirt mound had proven to be customary. Dahlia was fully engulfed in her daily exercise routine at the state-of-the-art in-house workout facility, while feedback remained tucked away in his wing, from which a collection of choice songs could be heard traveling the connecting rough-walled limestone corridors. The frumpy Dr. Minga remained hard at work in his lab, struggling to meet the stressing deadlines set forth by feedback. They all remained exclusive to their individual activities, but collectively had their minds focused on the night's attempt at furthering the anti-hip-hop cause. Their approach was covert, and because no one ever escaped their magically maniacal clutch, 
Attempts at communicating the crew's antics simply did not exist. However, legend dictates that some several years prior, a b-boy named Rodney Williams was the only person to ever escape the HHD mind screw. The legend detailed an underground venue dubbed One Mike, One, one MC, Mike, one, one, DJ. One, DJ. One, DJ. one DJ. This showcase included well-known artists who wanted to reciprocate their support and appreciation for their dedicated fans in the form of an annually given free concert. On this particular occasion, the event's location was held at the old Zagwalder's Meat Packing Building, which had been vacant for more than 20 years. The One Mic, One MC, One DJ Hip Hop Extravaganza hosted the performances of some of the biggest artists of the day, but the event was close to missing its posting in the Hip Hop Records book when the planning of the event was shaping up to be unsuccessful. At the last moment, the organizers of the event dealt with the misfortune of having to scramble for a facility that could accommodate the swelling crowd numbers. The owners of the initially agreed-upon location canceled the existing reservations, citing that the potential for violence was not a responsibility that they were willing to shoulder. With their backs against the wall, one of the organizers suggested implementing the old-school approach and using an abandoned building as the hosting location. The Zagwalders building in Central New Lake proved to be the perfect choice. The evening of August 16th finally arrived after what most of the anticipating attendees referred to as a year and a single day of waiting. After all, this was no ordinary summer in, return to school celebration. Amidst the summer sky, the late setting of the sun complemented the revived Zagwalder structure. The power for the lighting and stage was provided by several outside lampposts that diagonally flanked the building's four corners. The brick structure was packed with concert goers, and the line to gain entrance ran the full length of six blocks. Additionally, as if it were indicative of the level of importance with regard to the event, the immediate area street curbs were filled with copious amounts of parked cars, which was unheard of for this location at any time of the day. Rodney stood amidst the crowd, excitedly dancing along with the other several dozen attendees in anticipation of the scheduled performers and their collective delivery of a soul-shocking, body-rocking show. Suddenly, the collective happy mood of the crowd was overtaken by a swift deadwood of the electrical allowances, causing the large old building to fall dark. Yo, what happened to the power? An angered attendee yelled over the questioning remarks of his fellow patrons. At that moment, a single spotlight cast its high-powered ray on a specific section of the stage. Within seconds, a slim-faced, brown-skinned young man with a sloped S-curled hairdo and an orange ensemble adorned the stage. Trailing him was a long-haired, fair-complexioned woman in a simple pink-colored pant and button-up shirt. Suggesting coyness, she took the stage with her brow parallel to the floor, but her air of confidence remained powerful. Calm down, suckers. We're about to take you for a ride and strip your mind of the time. The vibrantly dressed young man confirmed rhythmically. In response, the crowd fell into a state of silence, wondering if the brightly dressed fool that stood before them was some sort of pre-show joke or just an overzealous fan. Get off the stage. You're wet. Word to my mother if you don't get off the stage. The angered gestures of the crowd could be heard traveling atop the stifling summer air of the building. You know what? I don't have time for this. Baby girl, show them the love. 
The slope-haired man immediately demanded of his feminine sidekick. In a matter of seconds, the crowd found themselves enslaved by the mind-paralyzing reverberations of the pink ensemble-adorning woman named Dahlia. Dahlia. I rock Dahlia. like this and I rock like that. Match your chick, who's the Mac? I could flip on any track. Just give me the ills and a six-pack. And give me your brain because being a B-boy or B-girl is straight whack. We sicken in the plague. So refer to us as the HHD crew and your main man, Feedback. The misfired rhyme concoction provided the subdued crowd with a newly forced-upon perspective of the culture that they once adored. The good feelings that were once associated with the hip-hop culture were now void in these people. And once out of this state of mental paralysis, they wouldn't even notice the difference. Dahlia, we straight? Feedback asked of his female sidekick, to which she replied with a simple head nod. HBX1, let's bounce, he continued, as he roared a command toward his rear-positioned cyborg. Wait a second, don't jiggle the foot just yet. Did you hear that? Feedback asked of Dahlia, as their ears caught the sound of scrambling movement. I did, what is it? Dahlia returned. I don't know, but I got the itch that someone slipped under the radar of our wrath. Feedback responded as he made his way off the stage and into the now organized ranks of the subdued crowd. HBX1, scan the tombs, he beckoned, using a phrase that was exclusive to their ranks. Rodney held his position behind a concrete support pillar, allowing himself to remain hidden from the pursuing trio. What's going on? Rodney quietly and frantically expressed unto himself as his eyes began to swell with fearful tears behind his lead-lens sunglasses. Unbeknown to him that it was the choice of his eyewear that saved him from the forceful mind takeover. He allowed his peripheral view to quickly survey the large room before finding an exit point approximately ten feet or so from where he stood in hiding. And on Cat's paws, he peeled himself from the concrete pillar and made his way toward his escape. Subject located with exit destination plotted, the HBX-1 cyborg loudly confirmed as his nighttime detection devices fell upon the moving Rodney. Immediately, Rodney caught wind of the evil crew's pursuit, causing him to burst into an escaping run. Come here, you b-boy sucker. I just want to talk to you for a second. Feedback communicated in an evil cackle while he and his goon squad maintained their close pursuit of the escapee. The Hip Hop for Destruction clan chased Rodney Williams clear into the summer night's humid darkness. Unfortunately, Rodney was never heard from or physically witnessed again. Back at the Zach Walters building, the several dozen crowd members simultaneously broke from their individual stupors. The crowd's collective eye gawked at the inner facade of the building, searching for a reason why they had all come to commune at the abandoned location. Eventually, the crowd dispersed, and it was as if the one mic, one MC, one DJ event had never taken place.
This is Dee Dee Turner coming to you live from the BBF complex. My Viewatron signal is having problems, so I'll make this quick. I wanted to personally thank you for listening, and also wanted to take this opportunity to inform you of some upcoming items. For starters, there is a second book in the series, as well as subsequent installments. You didn't think that I would bring you to the cliff's edge and not provide you with a parachute or gliding device. Check out for the second book in the series entitled Cypher and the Lost Relic of Pangea's Core. Set for release late 2014 or early 2015. Visit chroniclesofahiphoplegend.com to see information on book two. Visit the Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend on Facebook and hiphops underscore wizard on Twitter or Instagram to receive new developments and information on the series. Also, keep an eye out for the Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend merchandise. From stickers to t-shirts, we'll have an array of items for you to represent the series and the cause of Chris Cypher Ellison. Uh-oh, seems like the signal is compromised. Can you hear me? Hello? Hey, yo, can you hear me? Man, sounds like feedback may be close. I gotta bounce. Until next time, fam, this is Dee Dee Turner. Out, 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 out. So for you, yeah, yo There will never it matters and even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you, here by that I'm behind you But always got you, end of discussion, nothing means more First one to offer his shoulders for what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours <laughs> And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret Know that you covered, not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a partake Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you, fully loaded, prepare you For all of the above that I'm never letting get near you But still in all, give you every advantage I found Couldn't find a better fit for them, along with my crown And since the baton was passed, hopping down Cause feeling's not an option, and dad is not a noun, not at all my message to any dad, man, first off, know that, yeah, it, it is a hard job, but it's the greatest job in the world. I wouldn't trade it for anything. I wouldn't change anything about it. Everything you're doing from here on out, if it didn't have purpose before, now it has purpose. It's the most important thing you'll ever do. Just be a dad.